Welcome to Mind Body Fit, the weekly podcast about looking after your mind and body the easiest way possible. No bullshit diets, no extreme workouts, just simple, actionable steps to move you from where you are now to where you want to be. Hey friends, and thank you for tuning in to the MBF podcast this week. Today's episode is a big one. Today, I'm going to share with you the toughest three moments of my life. The three moments which had me in the most tears, feeling the least amount of hope, and the most amount of defeat. The three moments which had me down in the dirt, unsure of where to turn to next, and certainly unsure of what to do next. Now, this might not seem all that motivating to you, but stick around because I'm going to share with you just how over time, these three toughest moments were also some of the three greatest moments of my life and exactly how and why they became so. I'm going to show you exactly how I now work through my tough moments when they arise and how you can implement this into your own life to help you in your mind and body fit journey. But most of all, I'm going to speak to you as a friend, telling a friend some heartfelt and emotional moments in my life. And I hope in doing so, the stories can help you as much as the events helped me. A quick moment here to add in a trigger warning. I battled with depression and eating disorders as a teen, and I do go into this in detail through the podcast. If you or anyone else around you whilst listening to this episode may find this triggering, please skip the episode. Also, if you're battling with mental health, please know that you are not alone and help is always available. The number for the free hotline in Australia is 131114, and I have attached notes in the episode description. Okay. Before I get into these moments, I also really want to highlight that I understand in my life I have a certain amount of privilege. I have grown up with the roof over my head, food on the table, and for the most part, safety. I'm not suggesting that these moments take away from any of your tough moments or even that they compare, but that for me, these three moments were really, really tough to work through. I also want you to understand that although I do have a certain amount of privilege in my life that a lot of us share, I also do not. I'm half Chinese growing up in a Western culture and I'm gay and came from a strong Christian family, which when put together, almost immediately made me feel like I didn't belong anywhere. My family is split. I wasn't given any financial leg up in my life, but rather made my money on my own. No shortcuts were given to me in my healing, fitness, or business journey, and I still battle with my own mental health from time to time. My point in highlighting these things is so that you understand that although it can be easy to think someone else is able to achieve certain things due to privilege, all this thought does is leave you stuck where you are. I'm just a human being with flaws and imperfections, just like you and just like everyone else in the world. Okay. With that out of the way, here are three of my most toughest moments. The first, discovering I was gay. Discovering you're gay can be really difficult at any age, in any situation, and every person's story is unique. For me, this involved growing up in a strongly Christian household with a strongly Christian community around me. My family was Christian. In fact, my dad was a Lutheran pastor. My family friends were Christian. My teachers were Christian. They were Christian at my Christian school, where all my friends were Christian. Everyone I knew, everyone I was surrounded with was Christian. 
Now, being Christian and being completely accepting of the LGBTQI plus community are not mutually exclusive, especially not in this day and age. However, 15 years ago, and in my small town, it certainly did feel like it was. I remember when the first bisexual girl came to the school in my class and I was disgusted. I actually felt ill thinking about how two girls could be together. And now I'm pretty disgusted that I actually had that thought. No doubt from conditioning at a young age, but regardless, it was a thought. I remember having to sit next to this girl on the bus and feeling so uncomfortable is probably the right word. I was excessively trying not to allow any part of me to be touching any part of her. The feeling was so intense. Looking back now, I'm unsure if this feeling was due to a deep truth that I, in fact, was also attracted to girls or if the surroundings I had been exposed to had just shaped my view of the world so severely that a physical response took place. Either way, within no time, this physical feeling of disgust quite rapidly turned into a physical feeling of interest. I couldn't tell you exactly how or when that happened, but it happened all right. My thoughts of she is so disgusting quickly turned into she's so hot and oh my god weird I'm thinking about making out with her and um I hope no one can read my thoughts right now because I am legit attracted to this girl and those were the tame ones. Very quickly, I turned from avoiding this human to doing everything I could to be around her. And very quickly, the girl I didn't want to sit next to on the bus became the girl I was kissing in my room. Similarly, my life very quickly turned from an open book to a secretive vault, one where my family and friends didn't know who I was. I felt shame when thinking about my thoughts and one where deep down I couldn't help but feel like I was always doing something wrong. After much time went by, and a number of girls for that matter, I decided it was time to come out. My family, for the most part, were very accepting. I didn't really have any issues there. However, so many of my friends, including my best friends, completely disowned me. And family friends, well, this is where it gets juicy. I I remember so vividly there was a family friend in our lives that I had always looked up to. I was named after her and always felt this deep connection, maybe even simply for that reason. She lived away but was visiting and wanted to catch up with me. Excellent, I thought. She knows I'm gay and she wants to see me and meet my girlfriend. How lucky am I? I told my girlfriend at the time the importance of this woman and how excited I was for her to meet this amazing human I had in my life. Call it naivety or ignorance, but I was nothing but excited. Upon meeting her and her husband at another family friend's house, my girlfriend and I were welcomed with open arms. I can see it now. We're we're all sitting around a table, having tea, eating bickies. And then suddenly this woman says, I'd really love to have a moment alone to chat with you, Jess. Would that be okay? How about we go for a walk? I would have continued to only feel good about this, except for the look on her husband's face. I I will never forget it. It was like he was warning me with his eyes. It was like he was apologizing with them. I can't explain it, but there was a sadness there, a shame even. Or I'm sure you can imagine what happened next. 
As we walked down the street and stopped at the end where the road met the rainforest, this family friend, this woman I had so looked up to, began to cry. She began to cry because, as she explained it, she loved me so, so, so much and was just so upset when my mother told her about my actions because she didn't want me to burn in hell. How thoughtful of her, right? She delivered this speech as if it was filled with love, with care. But to me, all it was filled with was hate. I could not have felt any more uncomfortable and this once excited and proud feeling had now turned to sadness and shame. Not shame because I was gay. Shame that I had looked up to someone so much that had these disgusting beliefs. I couldn't have gotten out of there quick enough. I explained why I didn't agree with her and why I wanted to leave as soon as possible. She didn't want to let me leave, but I told her how uncomfortable I was, released myself from her grip, got my girlfriend and left. And I've not spoken to her ever again. That day was a tough moment for me for so many reasons. My expectations were shot down tremendously. I was told I was doing wrong. I was told I was going to burn in hell. I was told that I was upsetting people I cared about. And at the core of it all, I was told that being me wasn't okay. Let's park this momentous occasion for now and move on to tough moment number two. My first purge. For those of you who don't know my story, I originally became a personal trainer because I overcame my own mental health challenges through exercise. When I was a teen, I very quickly turned from happy and healthy to starving myself, then binging and purging, and then self-harm all before I was even diagnosed with depression. In the beginning, it started with reducing my fat intake, then my sugar intake, then my carbohydrate intake, and then my overall calorie intake. I would hide food and pretend I had eaten it, and at my lowest caloric intake, I was eating two apples per day. Now, humans can't sustain this minimal amount of nutrition. Our bodies simply can't. But before my body gave in, my mind did. I could no longer hold this intense restriction and had my first huge binge on food. I ate everything I could get my hands on. I ate so much, I felt it piling up in my throat and I felt so physically unwell. I felt so much shame, sadness, and anger that I went to the toilet bowl and attempted to throw up. I couldn't. I thought to myself, you idiot, you cannot even get this right. Never binge again, starve yourself tomorrow. And I did. I did again and again, day after day, until once again, I couldn't do it anymore. And once again, I ate everything in sight. This time, though, when I went to the toilet bowl and tried to throw up, I was successful. I can remember this moment like it was yesterday. Honestly, I can see the toilet bowl in front of me. It was a huge moment because that, and quote unquote, success, as I called it at the time, depicted the following three years of my life. I no longer was restricting my calories. I was now bulimic. Okay, tough moment number two. I promise you this is getting to a positive finish, so stay with me. We're going to park that second momentous occasion and move on to tough moment number three, my failing business. 
If you've ever attempted to start a business, you'll know how incredibly difficult the first year can be. Well, let me tell you, they really should highlight this more when you do your studies because I would say zero out of 10 people are prepared for this emotional defeat. From my teens onwards, I had always wanted to be a personal trainer and run my own business, but I never had the guts to go for it. I had worked my way up really quickly in my early 20s to a six-figure income. Was I really going to give that up and start a business earning zero dollars and paying a gym rent? Well, call it a brain fart or divine intervention, but I did. I studied whilst working and one day just went all in. I quit my job and started my PT business. I started that business with zero clients and a gym full of PTs that probably weren't too stoked there was a new kid on the block. Well, I did have that kind of, I guess, proud and confident feeling behind me, but that got knocked down pretty quick when after a few weeks, I still had zero clients. I've always been quite a proud person, so admitting I was failing was really difficult. After three months, at the earliest time allowed, I put in my three months' notice. I was defeated, to say the least. I was applying back for other jobs and feeling as though running a business was just something I wasn't capable of. Regardless of this, I still put on a confident front until one day, like the starving myself, I just couldn't do it anymore. I was standing behind reception one day printing off some paperwork when the customer service manager at the time just turned and asked me, so how's business going? (laughs) You know that feeling when you're only just keeping it together and you know you won't cry, you've totally got this, unless someone asks you how you are. But then someone asks you how you are. Yep, this was me. I knelt down behind reception so no one could see and the tears just kept streaming. I couldn't hold it in anymore. I had failed. Three of the toughest moments of my life all wrapped up in just a few minutes. But I can't stop there because these moments, they weren't momentous because of what happened at the time. They were momentous because of how they steered my life in the direction I am now so confident is the path I should be on and one I could not be happier to be on now as well as the fact that I could not be happier that those moments happened. That moment of being told I was going to burn in hell struck up an unbelievable confidence in the person I was. Being told that who I was wasn't okay was exactly what I needed to hear to know that the problem wasn't me. It was the other person's beliefs. That confidence has led me to live a life so true to who I am since, whether that be my sexuality, my values, my beliefs, my clothing choices, the color of my hair, my business, that moment right there in all of its intensity, in all of its emotion, set up the foundation for all of my life successes. Moment of binging. That triggered a timeline of events which had me realize not only that I was capable of overcoming huge challenges, but that I also had something amazing to offer the world, something to share. As I worked my way out of these challenges, the gym and physical activity became an imperative part of my healing journey. And once I was healed, I decided to dedicate my life towards helping others overcome their own physical and mental health challenges through the power of exercise. This decision which to this day is still one of the greatest life decisions I've made. The moment I realized my business had failed showed me just how much building a business meant to me. 
It showed me how much emotion I had attached to it. And it forced me to stop blaming the things I couldn't control, like whether there were many new members, whether the gym was busy, whether I was given leads, and instead focus on what I could control. So at that rock bottom phase, knowing I was going to leave anyway, I had put in my three-month notice and that was going to be it. At that moment, I just started helping people. I started helping people on the weights floor and educating and empowering women to jump out of the classes and onto the gym floor. I wasn't going to stay a personal trainer, so I may as well help as many people as I could before my three months was up. Well, let me tell you that three months never came. Within three months of breaking down behind reception, I had reneged my notice, built built six full days of business weekly, and had to begin regressing my client base because I was too busy. I've had a waiting list ever since. That moment of failure caused my ultimate success. And fun fact here, that customer service manager that just happened to ask me how I was going, that moment struck up a friendship. It struck up a friendship over time, which over time that friendship became a relationship. And now, as I record this, I'm looking at a photo of when I married that customer service manager. Yeah, sliding doors moments, my friends. You never know when breaking down and allowing yourself to fail can end up leading to your greatest life's successes. The three toughest moments in my life became three of my greatest moments because I accepted defeat, but I did not give up. When coming out, I accepted that I could not change the situation, but I could find myself a new one. When binging, I accepted that I no longer had control over my eating disorder, which in turn pushed me to seek help. When failing in business, I accepted that sometimes things in life are unfair, but that unless I had done everything in my power to make a change, it was only I that was deciding my fate. The lesson I learned in each of these moments was that we are not victims of what happens to us, but rather we are architects of what happens next. Some moments, they will be tougher than others, and some will be much, much harder to accept and learn from. But that doesn't mean you can't. Now, when I encounter tough moments in my life, I move through them with much more acceptance that this is life. It was never meant to all be easy. It was meant to be a journey and I'm in control of so many things, not everything, but so many things when it comes to how that journey turns out. I do this not by overcomplicating situations, but by letting them be easy, allowing myself to feel what I'm feeling, but then asking myself, what can I learn from this and how can I make it a push in the right direction? So if you've had some really tough moments in your health and fitness journey, or in any journey for that matter, this is what I want to say to you. You are stronger than you know. You have a 100% success track record of getting through your tough days. There are no failures in life, only lessons. And sometimes some of our toughest moments in life turn out to be the pivot points that lead us to our greatest destinations. You've got this, and I'm cheering for you. But there is so much power to be found if right now, in this moment, 
you decide to cheer for you too. Thank you once again for joining me on this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I enjoyed sharing this space and these stories with you. I hope on your tough days that you find strength and resilience. And I hope even on the toughest of those days, you are able to learn lessons which ultimately make your life so much better in future. Until next time, my friend, let it be easy. Thanks for tuning in to the Mind Body Fit podcast. If you're enjoying the episode so far, I would love for you to subscribe or follow on the platform you're tuning in on. You can do this from the main podcast page and it will ensure you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. Thanks so much for tuning in each week and I'll chat to you next week where once again, we're going to let it be easy.